three, two, one, roll the footage. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Simon Severino, your host. And my guest today helped service members save lives on battlefields around the world. On the world. On the world. On the world. He has been published in news outlets including Time, CNN, NBC, Forbes, Wall Street Journal, you name it. Welcome, everybody. Sean Rhodes. Thank you, Simon. Excited to have you here because you bring some good stuff. Why hope is not a strategy? What we should do it, should do it, should do it, should do it. Also, if we do that, we will have be more present and more innovative for the things that really matter. Our team, our clients. So, Sean, what are you currently creating? So uh, a lot of the work that I do is being on stages for my clients at association events, keynote talks, workshops, that kind of thing. So um, in the last part of this year and the early part of next year, I'm actually creating an improved keynote talk to walk salespeople down the journey from hoping their sales activity and results happens to actually creating the end state that they want to happen through systems. And I know that systems are something that you and I have in common, Simon. And also uh, the second thing I'm working on right now is actually helping my largest client systemize how their salespeople can increase participation rates in the quotes that they have. So I know a lot of us uh, business owners out there and people that are on operational teams and even executives, a lot of the success that we have is just being so those are the things I'm creating. Systems are so important because, you know, when everything breaks, you st systems still support us. And sales is so important, especially because many listeners are now moving into a recession or are already in a recession. So the next question, so the next question, so the next question, so the next question. Let's unpack as much as possible. Um, first of all, do you show up like this to your sales coachings? A lot of times I do, as a matter of fact. Uh, my, my official job title is Chief Sales Sergeant, and we can get into why I call myself that in my background if you like, but I find uh, the way that we look affects our mindset, and because a lot of the work that I did before I was in sales was on the front lines on battlefields around the world, and sales is the battlefield of business, I find they match together pretty well. <laughs> and I, I imagine it creates a ton of discipline and people don't want to disappoint. Oh, the Coach Sean is coming. I, I have to do my work, right? That's right. You got it. I, 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 um, why is hope not a strategy? What's a strategy? So a lot of the work that I do, and I mentioned this comes from my work with the service members from the United States and a variety of other nations on battlefields. And we realized then that hope was not a strategy to win battles. If we hoped that we were gonna be successful, it meant a lot of people wouldn't come home. Now, when I transitioned from the military into the world of business, I began to see for myself and a lot of the people around me, whether they were salespeople or whether they had positions, that they were hoping that results would happen. On the side of sales, it's hoping that the calls come in, hoping that the clients buy it. On the side of executives, it's hoping that my team does what they're supposed to do to bring that project in on time or to release that new product on time. And in either case, hope often lets us down. So we began to ask, well, what are the things we can do besides hope? 
And you know, on the battlefield, it's systems, it's training, it's making sure that people are aware of what they're stepping into and that they have the mindset set and they also have the skill set and the resources and the to make sure that they're successful. So many salespeople don't do that. And we find so many executives struggle with that as well. We assume their team has the same philosophy, the same mindset, the same experience they do when we find that's often not the case, Simon. Not just that, that I as an executive shouldn't rely on hope. It's also that if I have, if I have, if I have, if I have, they don't, 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 so what can we do to have our, have our, have our, have our, have our, this? So the thing that you have to understand is, well, if we're not hoping anymore, what are we replacing it with? And you already mentioned it, it's systems. So if I'm replacing hope with something that's more consistent, that relies a little bit more on certainty than it does on, it's making sure that we are setting out ahead of time to say, here's the process that we walk through for this next iteration. I mean, everything that we talk about on your show, Simon's to do with sprints, right? Comes from the world of software, but it definitely applies in the world of business. When I talk about a sprint, that's a process, that's a system. So if I'm applying systems to what I do, it doesn't force me to march in lockstep, which is a big misunderstanding people have about bringing this military idea of bulletproof into how they sell and how they lead. My people are not in the military, they're not marching in lockstep, but by using systems, it allows me then to take my mind off of the tactical because I know what process I'm gonna walk through for this client meeting or for this project. Instead, I can step back knowing that the basics have been handled and I can innovate more freely because I'm not trying to keep track of the dozen or two dozen things that need to happen in a certain order. My systems handle that. How do your own sales processes look like? How many do you have? How do you build them? That's a great question, Simon. Uh, for me personally and for the clients I work with, it ends up being a sales process that carries from the beginning of a sales cycle to the end. So from how do we source leads, how do we qualify them, how do we conduct out, how do we drive meetings, how do we provide value every step of the way so that everything that we do is with the idea, how does this benefit my client rather than how do I make the sale? All the way to delivering that product or service into generating more referrals. So think the complete sales cycle, the complete circle, the complete sprint that you might walk through for sales. Systems, sales systems in particular, can be applied every step of the way. So. For me personally, it might look like dozens or even uh, uh, upwards of a hundred different systems. But what that allows me to do again, Simon, is take my mind what happens next and be more fully present with my client, with my product, deliver more value, have better conversations, develop a relationship, worried about what are the eight things I need to learn on this call to move this deal forward. I'd rather be more present with my prospects. I have more fun that way. That way, that way, that way. You find find out what is hard for people right now. Is it prospecting? Is it closing? Is it something else completely? Well, you think about the state of the world we're in right now. You mentioned it. A recession is coming up if it is already. Supply chain challenges are mass across the world right now. So a lot of salespeople that I'm running into are experiencing this almost self-imposed withdrawal. Because why would I reach out to prospects, Simon, if I can't deliver on what I'm trying to a lot of my clients are selling large pieces of equipment or complicated products that require a lot of different parts to come together. Backordered nine months, why would I try to sell somebody today if I know I can't deliver it for a while? So that's a massive issue that we're seeing. And believe it or not, it actually opens that very challenge, opens a great opportunity for a lot of salespeople and a lot of executives. Because if you're withdrawing, think of what your competition is doing. They're probably in the same mindset they're not really excited to get on the phone and begin developing new relationships. 
So the salespeople I'm seeing that are really successful right now, the executives that are really successful, are trying to figure out, even though I can't get this in your hands for nine months, what can I do between now and then to add a lot of value, to help you grow your business, to get you maybe not my product or service, but to help rent or lease something to you or get a beta test in your hands so that you can move forward with this project, even if I know it's going to take nine months to get the specific thing that is really the best fit for you delivered to your site. And so instead of hope, we need systems. Where to start? If I don't have sales systems, where do I start? So I would start with mapping out what are the stages in your sales cycle. And if you don't have those defined yet, I'll give you some simple ones. Maybe it's a cold lead or a warm referral. And then the next step might be, well, I know who makes the decisions in that organization. And the next step might be I've scheduled or had a meeting with that person, that man or that woman. And the final step might be a proposal or a quote out with them. So that's a very simple sales cycle, four or five stages maximum. So once you have those stages, now ask, what are the steps in that stage? So we can start with the first one, Simon, a cold lead or a warm referral. What are the stages there? Well, I need to know the name of the company. I need maybe who a potential target is, usually by job title or by position or by tenure, someone that I know makes the decision around what it is that I sell. Maybe I need to know the contact information for that person or that company. And if I can find it, what are the challenges that that organization industry is going through so that when I reach out, I'm not just calling and saying, would you like to buy some stuff? But instead it's around, I know you're having these challenges. I've worked with clients in your situation with those challenges before. Here are some things that we're learning and working with them. Would those insights be valuable for you right now? And by presenting ourselves, again, with a systemized process, I don't need to just say, oh, I've got a lead list. I better start picking up the phone or I better start sending out emails. Not the most successful way to sell because it relies on hope, hoping that I'm reaching out with the right thing at the right time, hoping that they open that email. Hope didn't work on the battlefield and it doesn't work on the battlefield of business either, Simon. So starting with your sales and then breaking even one of those verticals down into what are the components there? Because, and this really ties back to teach a lot of executives, Simon, how do I then take that system, that basic process for qualifying a lead before I reach, how do I iterate it? How do I create a sprint around that? So that when I reach out to the first 10 or the first 20, I'm doing that as part of them and not just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. What if you, you are talking to somebody and you realize they are not the decider? How do you, how, what do you do next? You say, all right, connect me to the decider. Or how do you get, how do you get, how do you get, how do you get? So I'd say the first thing is absolutely qualify this person. Oh, and right. I usually do that really early on. Uh, and I teach people to do this as well by saying, are you the person that makes the decision around whatever it is that you sell? If they are, great, then you can move on to the next piece of the conversation. If they aren't, of course, find out who that person is. Waste the opportunity with this individual. If you think they could provide you with some piece of sales intelligence that would help, that's absolutely the right time to have that conversation, even if they're not your decision maker. And you could ask simple questions like, well, I know that you know you, you just told me that Bob or Susan is the person that really has that thing. That's great. But could you tell me a little bit about what you know about that decision-making process? Yeah, is, is Bob or Susan struggling with these issues? When was the last time that you made a decision like this? Or if the person that you called or got in contact with isn't your decision maker, but they're an end user of what it is that you sell? Brilliant question. What do you have using a piece of software like this or a product like this? What are the things you wish was better? 
because that's great sales intelligence for you to then brand decision maker to say, I've already talked with your people. I know they're struggling in these areas or they've had these past struggles with things like what I sell. Here are the ways that we're addressing that. It'll get in front of so many objections so that you don't have to try to stall your sales site, having your decision maker say, well, let's with my people about whether they need that. Or let me check with them about uh, the challenges that they've had to make sure that I understand what it is they need before you and I have a sales conversation. You can get a lot of that out of the way, even if you hit the, the wrong person at the early end of your sales cycle. Super helpful. And the next part is my favorite part, because if we get this system, get this system, get this system, get this system, then we have more presence for the things that really matter. So uh, I want to hear everything about it after one word from our sponsors. What if your business would run well, even when you are on vacation? Discover how 1,600 business owners have regained their freedom using the Strategy Sprint's blueprints. How they dream and watching their business scale. Get the exact checklists they use to go from stressed to fulfilled using the Strategy Sprint's method. Order your copy of Strategy Sprint's 12 Ways to Accelerate Growth for an Agile Business on Amazon today. And if you love it, leave us a review. For more head over to strategiesprints.com. What are the typical challenges that you see coming up? So you start talking about them, about those, those stage, those stage, those stage, those stage calls. What questions pop up in your work? So when we think about the questions most commonly show up when we're thinking about how do we increase sales, a lot of the things that first come up is, all right, well, how do we close more deals? And the thing to remember, and this absolutely applies in the world of business and operational planning, is the sale at the tail end of a sales cycle, that's a lagging indicator of all of the work you're doing at the beginning. Those are the leading indicators. So think as part of a product launch, what are the leading indicators? It's the market research, it's square development, it's all the things that you're doing before you get that piece of software or that product in the hands of customers. So I always encourage people to ask, well, what are the most leading indicators to your sale, to your success? And it might be the number of people that we get in touch with. It might be the quality of the conversations we have. It might be the discovery process that allows us to reveal what are the challenges that our product or service really helps solve. And this is a vital question to ask whether you're in sales or not, because if you're running an organization, it's vital that you take the time to regularly assess what are the problems that the people we're selling to really have? What are those, how are they impacting their businesses, their lives? Because if I can continually reposition what it is that I do in a way that's relevant, that's up to date, that's a problem that my customers are experiencing today, or even better, Simon, the problems that they don't even know about yet that are coming down the line, the things that should be keeping them up at night that they may not even know about. If I can make sure that I'm at that juncture with what it is that I sell in my marketing, my messaging, my outreach, my scripts, my conversations, then I'm going to be heads and shoulders above anybody else targeting that customer or trying to serve that industry. What if I don't like sales? Oh no, sales is not for me. I'm right there with you, Simon. When I started actually being a salesperson, I, I wish I'd recorded those those early calls because they were horrendous. I mean, people hanging up on me, people uh, you know cursing me out on the phone. It was bad. And I realized if I'm going to get good at this in order to run a business myself or to teach other people how to be better in sales, I'm going to have to be really, really good at this. And that means I'm going to have to enjoy it. So the beautiful thing about incorporating systems into how we sell, Simon, is that it allows you to actually gamify what you're doing. 
So instead of focusing on, am I going to get rejected or not? I can instead focus on what are the, the objectives that I have on this very next call? Even if I don't make a sale, how do I still make in for me? And so my next sales call, I'm going to try to drive it all the way to, to a deal or proposal, a quote, whatever that process might look like for you. And you. But if I can't get that, what's the next win? What's the secondary objective is we use that military. And that might be just to qualify. Is this person still the decision maker, even if they can't buy from me right now? because of budget issues, they still need to have a meeting with the committee, whatever that looks like down the line. Can't make a sale, what is still a win? And even if I can't get them to qualify themselves as a decision maker, if, if, if all they do is curse me out and say never ever again, how can that still be a win for you? Well, you know to remove them from your pipeline. You know to not waste time on that deal or that account or that company again, or that decision maker. That can also be a win. So if you don't like sales today, I'd say start looking at how do I incorporate a basic system, simple as what are my three objectives on every call to make the deal, to qualify the decision maker, or to figure out prospect worth pursuit in the future. Because if you can do those three things, even if they curse you out, you'll end up as a winner in that battle. I hate I hate rejections. I don't want to hear no's. What can I do? Can I cultivate a thicker skin? I would say improve the system that you have on the front end, because the only reason that you would be outright rejected is if you're calling on a person that has no understanding of what you do or what value that provides, or two, they have an understanding, but they don't have time for you. You're obviously an interruption to them. You're calling cold, right? In the situations where we're making cold calls. So in the first case, what's a simple sales system that you can build to better qualify your prospects? So that when you reach out, you know they've bought something like this from somebody like you in the past, or they at least have an understanding of how what you're doing might help them. So simple question ask in this basic system of qualification, what are the companies or the associations or the individuals that have an understanding of what I do already? So maybe every chief marketer understands the value of the piece of software that you're trying to sell because the software is not unique software, in the universe, software, right? There are other people making the software like the one that you sell. Great. So when you call, they'll at least know, hey, I'm a, a, uh, a lead generator or whatever it is. You could call it a widget for all I care, but a widget. And they have a basic understanding of how widgets help companies like theirs. So that's a basic qualification system you can build so that when you reach out, they're not like, well, I have no idea who you are, what you're calling me for. Go away. Okay, so that's system number one. System number two is, now that I know a person is qualified, I still want to show up and, and not be the worst thing that's ever happened in their day. I don't want to be perceived as an interruption, though that's what it might be at the outset. So the basic sales system is a call script. Basically, how is the value that you're providing impactful enough for that prospect so that it will be the best conversation they've had all day? Because if we're not showing up that confident, we will be perceived as, inter as an, uh, an interruption. We're called language, Simon, like, I'm so sorry to bother you. Or I, I know we don't have a scheduled appointment, but I really love a moment of your time. You're coming across as subservient. You're not showing email folder of death as well. You know, the one that we never visit or the, you know, send you to a voicemail. Absolutely, I would. So in order to avoid that, show up confident means we have to understand, even though you have something else on your site now, I know that you do, whether it's personal or professional, you've got a meeting to go to, you've got to go make another cup of tea or coffee, you've got a ballet recital to go to for uh, one of your children. All of these things are happening in your life. So I have to show up knowing that what I'm going to deliver to you today is so valuable, it's worth putting everything else on pause for. 
And that means I have to be convinced and very aware of the change that my product or service makes in your life, in your business. What are the positive changes that this help you with? So that even if we don't need to have a whole sales conversation today, I can schedule a meeting with you at least, but I need to show up knowing that I know you've got to go to the bathroom. I know you've been holding it for three hours because I've actually heard that as an excuse too, Simon. I can't talk right now. I've got to go to the bathroom. Appreciate that. I'm going to get you off to the bathroom really quickly. Just need to know very fast, are you experiencing these things? Have you to do this? Have you attempted to achieve that goal? Because if so, great, let's get a conversation scheduled at a more convenient time for you. And I'm not going to get off the phone saying, all right, great, I'll send you some times. Say, how does Tuesday at 3 p.m. your time zone look for you for that follow-up conversation? Great, I'm going to send that calendar invite. We're going to get that scheduled. So important, even if you hate rejection, build some symptoms in so that you can better qualify and have better initial conversations. With the confidence that your system, I promise you, your fear of rejection will dissolve if not entirely be eliminated have you tried solving this problem and then you either have something to talk about or not is 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 all of this in your in your book it is as a matter of fact so we released a book called bulletproof selling how to systemize sales on the battlefield of business and we address every aspect of the sales cycle from regeneration to salespeople to initial outreach to having great conversations driving more deals providing more value and getting a higher profit on whatever it is that you sell all the way down to, and this really applies to sprints, Simon, how do we improve how we sell by reviewing our visions and making sure that the next sales sprint is better than the last one? Wow, it's full of good stuff. I'm going to grab the book and you also have a podcast. Do you want to tell us about your podcast? I sure do. And you've actually been a guest on that podcast, Simon. So it's called Bulletproof Selling. We tried to make a nice alignment with the branding there. So if what I'm talking about in developing sales systems in sprinting and how you sell to you, definitely check out Bulletproof Selling on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere the podcast. And people listening, I'm going to grab this book. You should grab the book. It's Bulletproof Selling. I didn't read, I didn't read, I didn't read, I didn't read. This guy is a pro. He knows the nitty gritty of the systems that you need and systems help you, you know, in good and bad times, you still have your checklist. You still have your systems. This is what, this is what will help us go through the next 12 months, which might be bumpy. So grab the book. Um, I guess it can help all of us navigate um, those times. And uh, where can people find you, Sean? Absolutely. So I'm very active on LinkedIn. You can look me up, Sean Rhodes. I'm the chief sales sergeant of Bulletproof Selling. Uh, the site is bulletproofselling.us, where these sales systems archived absolutely free. And we also have a free five-minute systems assessment. So wherever you are in your sales process that you know you need a system for, allow us to generate that for you free of charge. Boom. Sales system check free of charge. Where, where we can get the, the check? Uh, right on the front page for bulletproofselling.us. Boom, bulletproofselling.us. Thank you, Sean, for sharing your knowledge, your wisdom, your wisdom, your wisdom, your wisdom with us. And um, have a great day. Thank you. Hey, if you love what you are hearing, you will love our free masterclasses. Go grab them at strategiesprints.com. Your business would run well even when you are on vacation. Discover how 1,600 business owners have regained their freedom using the Strategy Sprints blueprints. 
how they enjoy living their dream and watching their business scale. Get the exact checklists they use to go from stressed to fulfilled using the Strategy Sprints method. Order your copy of Strategy 12 Ways to Accelerate Growth for an Agile Business on Amazon today. And if you love it, leave us a review. For more information, head over to strategysprints.com.